So animators was cool because we got Turtle Talk and I got picked on. Oh, yeah. They loved Andrew. (laughs) Awesome Andrew. Then there was another awesome Andrew on the other side of the restaurant. And I didn't feel so special. everybody to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast and Sam and I are excited to welcome back a guest that we had on the show it has to have been forever ago but we told him we said Andrew if you ever go on a cruise we want to talk to you again and Andrew and Hillary our guests went on a cruise and so we want to welcome them back to our show welcome Andrew thanks for having us it's good to be back yeah welcome Hillary Thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah. Now, so remind everyone out there, you have to reach far back into our episode uh, catalog to find Andrew's episode, but he did an episode with, it was Andrew and Dustin. They are the park rovers or the theme park rovers, and they have a great presence on Instagram, a blog, if I'm remembering correctly. I think you've expanded into vlogging now as well, Andrew, about the uh, the various theme parks around the country. So not just Disney, but but all over the place. Yeah, we started doing live streaming too. So that's on our YouTube. Um, so if you want to follow us, I'm sure we'll get to this, but follow Park Rovers on pretty much everything and the Park Rovers on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we don't have cruising backgrounds to give because this was your first Disney cruise. Although I should stop and ask, have you been on other cruises before Disney, Andrew or Hillary? I think we both went on yeah. Carnival, right? We've both Separately. been on one Carnival cruise in the past. I've been on one. Yeah. I think okay. that was our. <laughs> How long ago was that? Uh, I believe I went in two thousand like nine ish. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe fifteen years ago. <laughs> I yeah, <laughs> a while ago. Well, uh, we should dive into. I mean, you are a theme park enthusiast, Andrew. I don't know, Hillary. Are you as much of a theme park enthusiast as Andrew is? I'm. I'm more of a Disney gal, but I. I love a theme park, so. I'll do a, my quick background is my dad grew up in Anaheim. So uh, he's a Disneyland guy. And I actually was born in Olympia, Washington. So oh, not too far from us. Yeah. So I went to Disneyland as a, a young child. And then we moved to the East Coast and started doing Disney World. And I actually did the Disney College program and kind of made a group of friends there. And I basically, that was in 2008. And I've gone back every single year since to visit them. And just so happened that when I met Andrew, he also had an interest in Disney, which was really awesome. So uh, mine's nostalgia uh, for me. (laughs) Well, Andrew, remind folks your background with, with Disney and theme parks. Oh, so I got into <laughs> Disney parks kind of late around when I turned 30. I grew up going to mainly regional parks around New England. And uh, since I visited Disney World when I turned 30, I kind of caught the bug. We, now we've we visited Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, mm-hmm. Disney World, of course, multiple times. And uh, we're a member of pretty much everything and now, I guess we're members of the Castaway Club. Which is <laughs> Woohoo! Welcome to the club. It's about time. Yeah, silver castaways. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's dive into this cruise because I we love talking to first-time Disney cruisers, and we're even it's more excited. Yeah, we're even more excited to be talking to the two of you about it. So you're on the Dream for three nights over MOK weekends uh, out of Port Canaveral. Did I get it right? Yep. Nice. And why this cruise? Why'd you pick this cruise? So we typically, I guess we're, we have a trend of visiting Disney World around MLK just because 
we have the day, you know, I have the day off and it's a good weekend just to, you know, go down to Florida because it's cold up here in North Carolina. We have cheap flights. So we usually do a quick weekend trip and this kind of just fit into that tradition, which I guess has become a tradition that we didn't realize. <laughs> and so your itinerary was probably what NASA and Castaway Key then? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And all right. Well, was there excitement building up to the cruise or was there apprehension given everything that's going on or a mix of both? Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, we've both been very, you know, sticking to every code regulation that we can. And although we have been to Disney multiple times, we always felt very safe there. So I think we did a lot of research and, you know, listened to your podcast, talked to other people who had been on cruises recently. And that kind of led us to feel safe enough. Yeah, I think it was interesting because we were, I think our cruise was at the height of Omicron. So that was, mm-hmm. I think my only hesitation, the, the thing I was kind of scared of the most was probably the flight. Getting down there. And yeah. just making sure, you know, we passed our COVID <laughs> tests uh, before we got on. Right. Right. That rapid test at the port before you get on is a bit of a nail biter for sure. Oh, yeah. And um, so, yeah, we flew in and we we took the route where we stayed at the Hyatt. That It was very seamless. So we enjoyed that. Yeah, that's a great that's a great option. We have plugged that on our show before staying at the MCO Hyatt. It's a great option in in the sense that it's just super convenient if you're getting in, you know, late afternoon, early evening. You can frankly grab dinner in the airport or at the airport hotel. And then in the morning, uh, take that Disney transportation right to the the port. I mean, you, you have to pay for it, but it's a, a really seamless transition. Did they do the thing where they picked up your luggage from your hotel room? Yeah, that was awesome because it's a taste of Magical Express yeah. that we miss. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear that they still do that because I was a little worried that might have might have gone um, uh, gone the way of Magical Express from the pandemic. So they still pick the luggage up in the room and then you just you took the first bus out of uh, MCO to the port? Yeah, uh, I think, uh, yeah, we got breakfast. Were the only bus? I don't know if there was more than one or not. Uh, now, did, did you book the Hyatt on your own or did you book it with Disney Cruise Line? I booked it on, on my own. So that was one thing because I had to like call. <laughs> that, was, that was the one thing that made me wish I uh, used a travel agent, I think, is, is that and, and maybe like reservations for things. I think it could have been probably a lot easier if we went that route. Next time, lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a good tip. If you book through Disney, I think when you show up at the Hyatt, they already have kind of your info or there's an expectation that, uh, you know, they're doing the luggage service. Uh, so I think I think if you do book the Hyatt through Disney, that's all taken care of, uh, or at least you can inquire after it with Disney. Uh, but if you book it separately, yeah, you, you, I think you have to call in to let them know that you're staying at the Hyatt so that they have you prepped for magic or not Magical Express, cruise line, transportation, and uh, the luggage service. So, so Andrew, you mentioned booking things pre-cruise. Being a new cruiser, you have the last booking window for your sailing. And so I'm curious, were you able to get some things that you wanted to do? What kinds of things did you book pre-cruise? So that was interesting. We actually had an exchange on Twitter about this, but Palo Brunch kept on popping up in the app and as if it was available. And at one point it was in the app for like two days, but it was not actually available. Uh, So the only thing we ended up booking in advance was the photo package. 
So one of the things just for tips for other listeners, if you're a first time cruiser, a lot of that advanced booking stuff is kind of difficult, whether that be Apollo brunch or mixology or even spa stuff, all the spa stuff is probably less difficult to do. Some of that stuff is kind of difficult, but that doesn't, that's not the end of the conversation. You can always try and book those things online as they hold back some stuff for in-person booking when you're on board. But, but before we get there, you're, you know, you arrive to the port. Uh, you'd never been to Disney's terminal, I presume. What'd you think? It was cool. I mean, I can't really remember the other cruise port I went to since it was so long ago. But I mean, it's great to see the ship. And it was just exciting. I'd never really seen a, a ship, Disney ship that close. Yeah, I actually wanted to spend some time with the the model of the, I guess, it's the, is it the dream? That's That's there. Yeah. I wanted to spend some time looking at that and because I remember, so I'm a UX designer and I remember going to a conference, I think it was actually in Orlando at SeaWorld where they talked about designing that app that allows you to kind of interact with that ship, that ship model. Um, so I wanted to spend time there, but the terminal was awesome. I thought it was, it was great. It was easy to get through. Yeah. So before that was the COVID testing, mm-hmm. which was easy. If you're on the bus from the airport, they lead you in to the testing tent. So they just lead you over in a group and take you in one by one. And it's very seamless. And then you go into your tent to wait. And we just kind of refreshed our email every minute to see if we had been cleared. And the Safe Passage app was really easy to use for us. Did the uh, no? You say your bus was full. I'm curious. Were they spacing people out at least? No. Nope. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> nope. Interesting. Yeah, we were like double masked and just you know rolling with it. But that was that's where we felt at most at risk. I think. Yeah. And inside the tents, I've heard they have like TVs set up as well with like name boards or something that your name pops up. Is that yeah, is that right? That, yeah, that's kind of interesting because you can see everyone. Uh, you don't see their names, of course. It's like a crazy twenty-digit number. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't recommend like finding your results that way because you have to stand <laughs> in front of it and compare it. It's like a streaming. Like it it changes to update new numbers. It's a lot. So but you can see everybody that's cleared. And then I think, what does it say? Like seat, go to the desk. Oh, if you're yeah. Not. Inspire oh. consult or something like that. Yeah. 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 There were a few of those on there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's such a bummer. I know. How long did you guys have to wait for your results? I think about 30 minutes. Yeah. We timed it. I think that's right. 20 or 30. It wasn't that long, but it felt like a long time and was nerve wracking, of course. And I think we were prepared that it might take longer. We kind of were just like, okay, this, we had, we had a friend who went about a month before us and told us like, just be prepared to wait like 30 or 45 minutes for the results. What, uh, what time did you get to the port? That's a good question. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's see. The The bus left at what? 10? Like 1030. Or 1030. I think we, we met at the desk at the Hyatt, I think at 10. Mm-hmm. And I think it probably took about 30 minutes for us to maybe a little longer. I would say 1230. We yeah. got to the port. That's an estimate. We, we probably should have tracked that better. <laughs> it took about, <laughs> you know, it takes about an hour or a little like 45 minutes from the airport to the port. So maybe we got there closer to 11.30 or 12. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was probably just around 12. Well, you, you failed your 
your Mickey test, uh, your COVID test. <laughs> and, uh, got yeah, the... we always like to say negative, it, you know, we want to, you want to fail. You want to get a the negative. Only time I'm proud yeah. of my son for failing a test. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so you make it into the terminal, you go through check-in. Was the check-in process pretty smooth for both of you? It literally flew by. I don't, it was like one second. I don't remember the check-in really. They just like looked at our, it was so quick. Yeah. I feel like there's like two minutes of check-in and like 15 minutes of them trying to get you to step aside and explain the app to you these days since they've eliminated the paper navigator for all of no our listeners. No one tried to explain that to us. I don't yeah, not not until you get on board now, Brian, they do that. Oh, really? Because when we, when we yeah. were checking, well, no, when we were, I've checked in a couple of times now and they're always like, do you have the app? Do you know how to use the app? And, and Chad and I made the mistake in August of going through the first time cruisers line instead of getting the do you have the app? Do you know how to use the app? They're like, now let's make sure you have the app on your phone. And if you let me walk you through some of the features. And I was like, I, we we just came to this line because it was shorter. We have the app. We know how to use the app. We were, we were, uh, yeah, we were, I mean, I, I know the app's different when you're connected to the Wi-Fi, of course, but I was, uh, I think I had enough of the tips in advance thanks to this podcast. Right. I definitely <laughs> didn't need any training. I don't remember it being offered though. No, I don't, a, I, don't think, yeah, I don't think that, that was offered. That didn't happen at all. Um, it was so quick. We showed our passports, went through security. We actually brought alcohol on just because we wanted to, you know, try to save some money and just see how that went. Which, you know, when you do that, you're kind of like, I I promise I'm following all the rules and the security. Nobody asked anything. It was very like, okay, keep keep moving, keep moving. And then we got up into the the room with the model Andrew was talking about, and we didn't get to look at it at all because the line was so quick. <laughs> yeah, and we were called right away. Um, Our, so, yeah. yeah, your boarding group. Yeah, so you can stick around and, and board with a later boarding group, but then you, you know, you're it's sort of a this catch twenty two, right? Do you want to stand and look at the model of the ship, or do you want to go on the ship and right. check it out in person, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I figured we'd be back, so we yeah. can look at that later. <laughs> That's true. We could have hesitated, but we didn't. We we were like, "Ooh, it's our turn. Let's go." All right. Well, the the big reveal here is you walk through the Mickey ear funnel doorway, get on the the loading area, and you walk into the fabulous atrium of the Disney Dream. How was that? What was that moment like? It was good. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was uh like. So I don't like a lot of attention. So announcing the name, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. <laughs> like, how awkward is it going to be? But I mean, it's great. You know, Disney makes everything pretty seamless and they don't put you on the spot for too long. So, Well, I'm pro, pro tip, Andrew, for you next time. You can have them say whatever you want. So you can have them welcome aboard the park rovers if you'd like. So, uh... <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well... Before we get to where you headed first, well, actually, let's start, let's go there. We got to do the atrium party, the atrium dance. Oh yeah, what'd you think about the atrium, the atrium show? Yeah, it was really cute, and the person, the cast member who was leading it, was really energetic and enthusiastic, and it just was like, okay, this is Disney, you know. Obviously, you see Mickey, but <laughs> it's it's nice to just know, like, all the cast members are they have the vibe, so. It, it set the tone really well for our first entrance into the Disney cruise. So after the show subsides, and of course you do your virtual muster drill, where did you head, where did you head after the, the virtual muster drill? Uh, we got drinks. <laughs> yeah, we went to the Cove bar uh, and I think you got a margarita and I got a pina you got colada. The, 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But they were, I think we ambushed them before they, we might've been the first drinks just because we were kind of learning the deck and we kind of, we literally just happened onto that bar since, you know, the doors are right there from the elevator. Um, I think we kind of found where our room was mm-hmm. and then went, so we were on deck nine and then we went up to 11 and the doors opened straight to that bar. So we were like, okay, well. <laughs> let's go to the bar and we were still full from breakfast at the at the hyatt so we didn't we didn't need to go to cabanas yeah we can talk about food soon but we kind of just stayed in the adult area for the next few hours yeah and then we found we found uh well we did the aqueduct and uh, i did a quick round of mini golf and uh, <laughs> oh, you packed it a are, lot. Yeah, this you're packing it. You're packing it in. We usually, we usually like you, you got a drink. Okay, day one over. That sounds great. Right, uh, right. Get, you know, no, get, no. maybe get some food. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the the order of that was um, we explored the deck and then we must have changed before we did the aqueduct. Yeah, did we have our yeah, we, our room suits? was ready, and then yeah. So then we yeah we uh, but our goal was to try to figure out the ship and kind of do Orient a lot ourselves. of the stuff yeah. that we thought we would want to do on day one and 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 so the aqueduct was was one of the first you know as a theme park fan and uh attractions fan i, I kind of wanted to experience that and the water was super cold freezing <laughs> but there was no line right i was gonna say day one is actually a really day one in the afternoon a lot of people are still kind of getting their bearings and doing the open house of the kids club or settling into their rooms and things like that so it is actually a really good time to go to the aqueduct, even if the water's freezing, because you're still in Florida and not out at the Car- in the Caribbean yet. Yeah, we were glad we ended up doing it that day. You you mentioned your cabin real briefly. I want to go back to that for a second. What what kind of room did you get on board, and how was it? So we have a veranda stateroom. So it was in the front of the of the ship. Nine five two six was our stateroom number. I actually just posted a tour on youtube so you can check it out um but we were we really wanted a veranda are we were we midship we were kind of in the middle but it was technically technically in the front yeah well so the so the midship uh so forward is the front aft is the back but the midship elevators are um are closer i think to the front of the ship than the back of the ship they're not right because i think midship. we we were a few doors down from an elevator and that one went straight up to the elevator that comes out right by the cove bar on the adult deck. Yeah. Right. Right. Where the spa is and all that. Yeah. So that's the forward elevator. We were welcome to the spa like 20 times. We're like, (laughs) we're just going to our room. Sorry. (laughs) They were really pushing the spa and then those cooler bags. Yeah. Spoiler Uh, alert. The spa, we, uh, we gave into the spa. Yeah. (laughs) We did not give into the cooler bag. Well, if you have to gift into one, the spa is the one to give into, (laughs) but it leads, it leads me to a question real fast, which is just before we get back to your room, do you know how many people were on board? Did you hear from any of the crew what the, uh, what the number of folks on board was? We did not hear the official number. I would. I don't know what a full ship cruise, is. Yeah. I, I, we were talking. We think it was maybe thirty to forty percent full. Like it was for a holiday weekend. I, I expected to see a lot more people. We kind of based it off like um, getting on the elevator, and or yeah, and I think maybe twice there were other people on it, mm-hmm. and that was during like meal times while people were going. You know. Well, it was more crowded, but basically every time we got on the elevator, it was empty, which to me kind of says that it wasn't very 
crowded at all. I'm curious too. Uh, so the, to go back to the stateroom for a second, how'd you find it? You had you had a veranda stateroom. Did you what What'd you think of it? <laughs> yeah. So. You don't know this because we haven't met in person, but I'm six foot six. <laughs> That's right. I do. I do remember this because I remember it does impact you riding on certain coasters. Mm-hmm. And I think six foot six might be the max height for the Disney Dream, and I, I assume every ship on Disney Cruise Line because you know I have to bend down in the shower. It's a queen size bed. We have a California King at home. Yeah, I think you you definitely couldn't be any taller than me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was still awesome. It was comfortable. We liked how the toilet was split off from the shower, so we kind of like set up our our stuff in each bathroom. Yeah. Um and then, you know, we had the, we loved having the veranda. It was amazing to be able to just like go to the open air and we kind of tried to, you know, keep that open a little bit and go out there as much as we could. And yeah, although we aren't used to sleeping on a queen bed, the bed was so comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the most comfortable beds, like compared to resort beds. Um, it was it was really great. So yeah, it was just neat, kind of seeing how it would be set up in such a small space, but utilized very well. We unpacked our suitcases and put everything in drawers, which. I'm the type who never does that in a hotel. So it felt it felt odd, but it felt right. <laughs> and and there was a place for everything there. So Yeah, Andrew, the pro tip for you the next time you say I think they're closed right now, but we've had some guests on. We actually have a friend who's quite tall and he likes to go up to the spa locker rooms and they have usually have showers open available up there and they have all kinds of the spa amenities for soaps and shampoo. So he will go up there, work out and shower there because the showers are much taller uh, in the spa area than in the stateroom. So um, so that's a, that's a pro tip. So let's, let's talk about all the activities you guys got to do on board. We know first day you, you hit a bunch of stuff, right? You hit mini golf, you hit the aqueduct, you hung out of the adults area pool deck, and you mentioned you guys went to the spa. How many times did you go to the spa? What'd you get? <laughs> so we went to the spa on... That's all day. Yeah. So... Perfect. Pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We decided not to disembark that day. So we did a lot of stuff on the ship that day. And um, I had a friend who, like I said, she had gone a month before and she said, just call the spa and see like what the special of the day is. I said, did you book ahead? She said, no, I, I called in the morning and they got us in. So that's what I did. And they got us, I probably called at like 1130 in the morning. And then we got in for like yeah, around 2, right. 2 p.m. Um, so we got the special of the day, which is basically, and I think it might always be just like a full body. It was called the tip to toe or toe, tip to toe. I think tip to toe. That sounds right. <laughs> that, that doesn't <laughs> It doesn't sound right, but uh, it was basically a full body, uh, I think a 50 minute. I can't remember. Was it 75? I think it was 75 75 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's actually, um, it's a great way to get a, you know, a slightly less expensive spa treatment to just call day of, and especially on port days. Port days is when they have the specials um, and they are usually not as fully booked because a lot of people are getting off for an excursion. So it's a very, very smart way to go. All right, so what other activities did you guys 
do on board. Let's do daytime activities first before we touch any of the nighttime stuff. I think it might help us to kind of go in order of, so the first day that we got on, you know, we did the aqueduct immediately and then Andrew (laughs) did the mini golf. He kind of just uh, walked around while I followed him and and hit. (laughs) I I powered through it. (laughs) And then we did the Oceaneers Club open house because we wanted to check that out. And it looks amazing for the Disney Wish too. So we're hoping to, to see that. Um, D- but did I- you try out the hand washers? Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. That's our favorite. We'll literally do it every time, whether or not Nathan is with us. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. And then other activities. So we did a martini tasting. Mm-hmm. Which we tried to book one of the cocktail tasting anything we wanted to book ahead of time, which didn't work out for us. But Andrew found... Once we got on, yeah. he found us the martini tasting. That was, I think that was after our massages, right? So <laughs> Yeah, actually. So it was on the, the second day, the Nassau day around, I think it was at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it was in the Meridian Lounge. So it was cool because that was the only time we kind of got to see that area of the ship since we didn't get any reservations yeah. for Remy or Palo. Yeah. So how how did that reservation end up working out with the martini tasting? Where did you have to go or how did you end up booking that when you were on the ship? I booked it in the app. Uh, nice. It just, yeah, things were appearing and disappearing. <laughs> uh, we wanted to do mixology and then like, I think the, mar- the margarita tasting looked good as well. Um, but we ended up with martini and I don't think we, we I mean, it was awesome. I thought it was really Yeah, good. it was it was actually very educational, which we both like to learn the history of things. And person who was hosting it, he really went into the history of I mean, I wasn't I didn't know what to expect. And I felt like I got like a little history lesson on the martini and you know, they have really cute little martini tasting glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we there were probably four or five martinis we tasted and he yeah. kind of went through them all and would have us taste them and kind of it was a little bit interactive we were spaced out they had tables set up specifically for the amount of people that were expected and apart from each other uh, so we weren't near anyone which was good because we all had our masks off drinking our martinis yeah he was really great and and then I'm vegan so one of the martinis had dairy in it and he just made me a new one because he's like oh I want you to try something so he just like made me something different and you know how Disney is so wasn't that a margarita it was an Italian margarita martini which is <laughs> uh I was like wow this is the that's the best one I had <laughs> and oh my goodness for me because they were using um one of those what are they called they're like little bubble. Yeah, like have gas you seen those? Bubble. They do it a lot now. I just saw they did it at SeaWorld. They put them on top of drinks, and yeah. there's like a bubble in it. It's like um, aromatic, and it pops. And ours was cinnamon, and he was like putting the bubble on top of these. Like you guys had, I think, chocolate like dessert martinis, and so he was putting the cinnamon. It's hard to describe, but a little bubble, and then it pops, and you smell the cinnamon aroma. Yeah, it's like the new thing for cocktails. Well, we we are not so hip in going to a lot of, you know, bars and whatnot <laughs> that we have an eight-year-old. We have not done any of the 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 mixology classes whatsoever, but it's something that's not true. You, you haven't did okay, sorry. I Brian have. <laughs> did, Brian did one mixology no, class I've done a couple. once. I've done a couple. 
I've done a couple. Really? Yeah. And um, okay. the one that my favorite one is the one that they started offering on the fantasy. They might have it on the dream too. It was like jumpstart your morning. Oh, that's right. I forgot. And they you. Give oh, you like, mimosas and stuff. Well, mm. they give you two non-alcoholic like smoothie drinks and then they give you a mimosa and a Bloody Mary. And so, yeah. I think the, we might have seen that. Yeah, we I saw that and I was like, but we want to get off the ship to Castaway. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was the other thing. Yeah. A lot of things were available, obviously, on the Castaway day and Andrew's very good about booking things so he was like before we went he was avid about trying to get Paolo and Remy and all these tastings we knew we wanted to do one neither of us really would have chosen a martini tasting but it was still educational and good so let's talk about the next day of activities because we were kind of going through the days of activities so we talked about Nassau day what about the was the next day sea day or was the next day castaway that was our castaway. So let's see. What was the first thing we did? We, we well, so took a lot of photos. To, so just we have to preface, package. yeah, there yeah. there was a storm coming in. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was very windy. They had to cancel every, all the parasailing. Not, we hadn't booked any excursions. We just kind of wanted to explore. But for anyone who had booked an excursion, or maybe not an excursion, but I know that the jet skiing parasailing, things like that were all canceled because of the wind. And we planned to go snorkeling and that also was closed because of how rough the seas were. Yeah. And then one thing you told me was that you overheard a cast member saying that if we got to port, was it like 30 minutes later, they wouldn't have been been able to... Oh yeah. I was talking to... Oh, we we did the slides and I was talking to the, the lifeguard at the top of the slide. He said... That if we had tried to dock thirty like thirty minutes or an hour later, we wouldn't have been able to dock because of the how rough the the current was. Uh, where did you head on? Did did you get to spend some time on the the Serenity Bay or the Family Beach at Castaway? Like where did you? Head? Yeah, so we so when we got off, we decided to walk because we're we like to walk. So we took the path. We since we got the photo package, we stopped at all the photo opportunities, which I think there were like four. Yeah, we tried to get our money's worth. We were pretty much doing every photo opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Lots of weird. I mean, it's going to, we actually haven't looked at our photos, which we're going to do after this. Um, oh, so, we want to hear how many you oh ended my up gosh. with. Because we have friends who, who have essentially what we think it could be the record, but we don't know. I, I don't think we hit the record because we weren't going out of our way, but we were, if we were in the atrium and there were like, um, different photo opportunities. We were trying to take advantage of those, but I'm sure we could have gotten more. So yeah, on, on Castaway, we walked and it was really fun to see. I think we heard if we walked, we could see Mickey and Minnie or there was character opportunities. I didn't see them on their transportation, which I feel like I've seen in maybe videos or... We saw their cars like pulled up. Yeah. I'd, we didn't see we them riding on anything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they were m- making sandcastles, which <laughs> was fun. pretty adorable. Yeah. They did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andrew has some photos of the after after uh, product of their sandcastles, which is pretty funny. But yeah. So we kind of just headed straight in. We were trying to just orient ourselves with what castaway he was going to be like we actually hit some gift shops first just to get that out of the way Um, make sure yep make sure we looked in there got a few things and then kind of immediately rented bikes because that was something we wanted to do so we decided 
hey, let's just do it first. And we just left our bags on a lounge chair in the family beach. We, we felt safe about it and rode around the bike path. Yep. Went up the observation tower, of course. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we did that- a speed round. I think we <laughs> did that one loop <laughs> twice. Yeah. And then made our way to Serenity Bay after That's that. how we discovered where Serenity Bay was. Yeah. yeah. And then we rode back because we, mm-hmm. we rented bikes later. So we, we rode back first, right? Yep. And then the water was very cold. Oh, yeah. Probably because of the storm. <laughs> and Andrew wanted to do the slides. We actually, we purchased snorkeling gear ahead of time because we are actually going to Hawaii in a few weeks. So we thought, okay, we'll use it for the cruise. We'll use it for Hawaii. So we, we brought snorkeling gear with us. So we were kind of determined yeah. to do that, even though the snorkeling area was closed. It took up like a third of my luggage. There was no way we were not using the snorkeling gear. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. We we then did the slides. Andrew really wanted to get down those. I got a lot of water up my nose on the fast one. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that fast one for it that was reason. coming out of my nose like the rest of the day. <laughs> but it was fun. And so we spent some time on the family beach and then we actually rode bikes back to Serenity Bay and spent some time there. They, we just said like, can, we rented bikes earlier. Can we, you know, pay for another hour? And they were like, just go ahead with the bike. Well, we did. Oh, we did. Nice. We did eat first, right? Was that before? I can't I, remember. I, <laughs> it's all blending together. <laughs> yeah. Where did you guys eat? That's really the important question. So, um, yeah, we'll talk a, get more in depth with food. Since I'm vegan, it was like I was, you know, that was kind of my biggest concern going into the cruise. But we'll get to that with the food, but we ordered and went to cookies one. Yeah. Cookies one is where you pick up the pre, like the main cookies, which is where you can pick up pre-orders. And so I had a pre-order waiting there. So that's where we went. Yeah. That was, that was, that was where our head server said to go. So yeah, I think that's the only place you can pick up a pre-order, but we actually did go to cookies two later and get some fruit. Yeah. I had to get, had to get some, (laughs) some refills. (laughs) Yeah. I think you, I think you're right, Hillary. I think the um, if you have any kind of special dietary issues in in general, not just mm-hmm. being vegan, but yep. having allergies Every, or anything yeah. like that, it's cookies. One is the the closest to the ship, and I think where they've got more full kitchen space than at Serenity Bay or Cookies Two. And so I think that's where they do all of the kind of special order stuff, which makes me think special order. Sorry, from <laughs> Ratatouille. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Um, yeah. So then we went out to, I guess, Serenity Bay after we ate, we didn't want to break any rules. So I asked the lifeguard if we were allowed to use our snorkeling gear there. I think because the snorkeling area, I think maybe because it has coral and things you can run into, that's why it was closed. But the one in Serenity, or it's not a snorkeling area, but the water there, you can snorkel anywhere except I think the snorkeling area. And it's very, very shallow there. So, you know, there weren't a lot of people there. Um, the the beach there isn't as big as the other area. So we did spend some time there and then we decided we were going to use our snorkeling gear and got in and there wasn't a ton, but we did see a lot of starfish. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing sponsors over at Touring Plans. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own Disney vacations and just love, love, love our Touring Plans Travel Specialist. She waits on hold when we don't have time. She monitors cruise deals for us and rebooks to get us lower rates on some of the cruise lines that actually where the prices actually do go down, <laughs> like Disney Cruise Line. Uh, so she does watch those rates for us and rebook. She steers us toward cruises we would like and room categories and gives us suggestions. And so while we have our preferences, she's always there and available to help us out. And when we plan a parks vacation, it's just gotten so complicated of late with all the new Genie technology and everything. Like I need to rely on someone who really understands what's going on. And she absolutely helps us there as well. So we love the folks over at Touring Plans. What we love most is that the philosophy of Touring Plans aligns with the philosophy of our own podcast. We're not out to sell you a Disney vacation. We're not travel agents ourselves. And so we just like to give our honest opinions and reviews. And I think you'll find the folks over at Touring Plans will also give you their honest opinions and reviews of different sailings and ships uh, and steer you toward the thing that they think is the best for your family. So Remember, you don't pay anything extra to use a travel agent, especially when booking Disney vacations. Disney pays the travel agent at the time you travel. You're leaving money on the table. If you don't use a travel agent, you're certainly leaving expertise on the table if you don't. So we highly recommend the folks over at Touring Plans. Head over there. Check them out. Touringplans.com slash travel. Let them know the DCL Duo sent you to help support the show. And with that, back to our episode. You said things shut down at some point on the island. What happened on the on the island? So let's see. We were at Serenity Bay. It, it was about to close. We probably had 30 or 45 minutes left. Mm-hmm. And a cast member came up and said, hey, we're just trying to get on the ship as early as possible. So we were at the, the Castaway Air Bar and we got the last call. And uh, at that point, We got on the tram, one of the last trams, I think, back to the ship. There were still a few people left at Serenity. So let's talk um, shows and evening entertainment, and then we'll get to food. All right. So tell us what shows you saw and what evening entertainment you saw and and what you guys thought of them. Yeah. So uh, our cruise director said that you want to see Beauty and the Beast uh, on the later day or day three, because day one is too crowded and we did not take that advice. (laughs) And I'm glad, and I'm glad we didn't because on day three, it was too bumpy. I think that it was causing technical difficulties and yeah, it canceled Mm -hmm. the, it canceled the show. So we had late dinner or late seating. And I think our show would have been canceled if we had waited to, to, to night three. The storm got, so as soon as we left Castaway, the storm was pretty bad. It was like, it was like black outside. I mean, it was dark, but it was like gray before it got dark. And it was, that was the roughest our cruise was. So, yeah. So we started off on, on just seeing Beauty night, and the Beast. And it was, night it was one, awesome. Right. Was that the first night we saw it? Yeah. Yeah. Do night it, one, we saw night it. Night one and night three. Mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. It was really great. And we also kind of got in last minute. We were trying to listen to the advice of the cruise director. She's like, get there 30 minutes early. And we were like, oh, no, it's five minutes till start. <laughs> and we still got a seat. So, And they were spaced out, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what what other... Did you do any of the adult-only areas that evening and see some of the... I'll call them game shows or other kinds of shows that they do in those venues? Yeah. So we made it to Evolution a couple of times. I think the first night after the show, we just like explored the areas. And I don't remember if we did any anything we participated in that night, but we just kind of explored uh, the district to see where things were. 
And then our, our NASA night, I think, is when we kind of did a, all of our activities. Yeah. So. so we saw, I think, Generation Quest. And, and then the second time we went back, we did 90s music trivia. Yeah, we participated in that. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. we were surprised we did not do as well as we thought we would. Uh, it was very it's hard. hard. Yeah, yeah. Like they play like five seconds of the beginning of a song <laughs> or yeah. something. And then we kind of stuck around. Then next moment later, Hillary was doing the Macarena. So <laughs> <laughs> we got basically another game started right after 90s trivia and and they just kind of we felt awkward like getting up (laughs) and leaving so yeah we started we think it was majority rules i think is the name of it yeah fun and then the third night did you get to do any adult night adult nighttime activities or uh any other evening activities so we had the late dining which kind of played into us not so I guess our what was our dining at eight? Yeah, yeah, it was eight. Yeah, so I think that night I don't know if we did anything. Oh well, we went oh, to we the went, pub. Yeah, I, yeah. So the I'm a Patriots fan I'm from New England originally. So uh, we made it to Pub Six Eight Seven uh, for the first and only time, and uh, we arrived I think after the second half. So the Patriots were already losing by quite a bit, but it was kind of fun to see a freezing cold football game from Buffalo. <laughs> Uh, from the, you know, the, the back of the cruise, the aft, um, from the pub. That was really cool. Any activities we missed that you guys, uh, that stood out for you? I don't think so. I think our main objective was kind of just trying to see everything that was there. And we participated in some, we spent a lot of our quote unquote, like free time on the adult area on like the, we really enjoyed the satellite Oh, oh satellite yeah, satellite falls. falls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We that was out. kind of our home base, I think. <laughs> yeah. It was um it was nice because there weren't a lot of people up there. So, you know, a lot of the time we just I was joking that it was our first relaxing uh vacation ever because we always go to Disney or a theme park. So I was like, we should like read a book or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was really nice. It was like our our I really, I think it was our first relaxing vacation. Yeah, only three nights, but uh, I think we need at least one extra day on. I think three nights might be a little too short for us, but I mean, it was it was great to dip our toe and in, into cruising. Did you did you end up? I just want to ask one quick question. Did you end up doing the midship detective agency, and did you see match your mate? Uh, so we did not, and I, I was listening. I think to either an episode or two back about midship and. Yeah, we we missed that. So that's something for next time. And I think match your mate was something I don't know if we're, it's for the people for. Well, we, well you can watch it with Yeah, we can oh, yeah. watch it. No, we I don't know what night that was. We so we didn't do a great job of intentionally going to any trivia or any games just because we just wanted to kind of like see <laughs> go by fly by the seat of our pants except for the 90s trivia we did that on purpose but yeah so, i think next time we definitely want to we've heard a lot about match your mate it'd yeah. be fun to watch <laughs> well let's talk about food we got to get to food everyone loves to talk about food you experienced rotational dining let's start there uh what did you think of the rotational dining restaurants and i guess i should ask andrew were you ever successful in getting a brunch on board no. So <laughs> that's another thing for next time. And and maybe a travel agent can help us with that. Um, and uh, yeah, so I tried multiple times. It kept popping up, but it, it just didn't happen. And uh, so 
I think that was, it actually was okay because we were fine with cabanas. Did, did you ask on board when you got on? We did not specifically ask, so. Ah, so that's your, so pro tip, if you go the first day on board, they hold back spots for Apollo and Remy that are not available on well, online we think, booking. We think they hold they back. They do, we know they do. Do you go to guest services or do you go no. to the restaurant? You go over to, yeah, you go over to the restaurant to that desk right in front of Meridian and talk to that person. Or sometimes they have a spot set up um, somewhere on board the ship to take those reservations. It's not at the desk. And I think even now in the app, there is a chat function with dining Yes, yeah. where you can chat but with them. We and saw so, the yeah. guest services. There's probably one for dining too. Yeah. The, the problem with Palo Brunch, uh, Andrew, is just that they only offer it on sea days in the morning. And so when you're on a three-night cruise, everyone who wants it is going to fall on... Usually the Nassau day is when they do it. And so everyone's going to do it then. And then they don't offer it on the Castaway Key Day. And so, yeah. So it's we just have one option, I think. Or so one really just have the one chance for, for the brunch. Yeah. For dinner... But you're only there three nights, and so you want to do rotational dining. So I would say you make the right call by not doing a dinner anyway. Well, let's skip over there. What was rotational dining like? How did you enjoy it? And uh, Hillary, love to hear about your experience with the vegan food on board. Absolutely. Yeah. So our first dinner was at Animator's Palette, and there was a snafu with our table number. We had a table number on our in our app, and then we... There was a lot of confusion. We sat down at it and then we didn't really have a server. And then Andrew looked at his, or I think we looked at the app again and we had different table numbers. And so we brought, <laughs> we brought it up to the server and, and just said like, uh, cause they clearly weren't really like prepared for us to sit at the table we sat at. It, it worked, they worked it out quickly, but we were like, one of us has this, one of us has this. And then our turned out the other table, which had shown up later. It was almost like after we checked in, it like showed up on my app, but not on Andrew's. He still had a different table number. It eventually updated itself. I tend to get a little bit seasick. I I, I can discuss that later. I was mostly fine. But because I think of where Animator's Palette is, everything was shaking. <laughs> in the re- it was just kind of like, oh, no. After that, it was all great. We got introduced to our server and the serving staff immediately. Um, our server understood my diet restrictions and brought out the plant-based butter. And like, it was very seamless after we kind of got introduced to our serving staff. But at, at first it was just a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. How did you find the food um, generally, Hillary? I'll start with, start with you just because obviously you're a vegan and, you know, in general, I'm sure you have more difficulty eating at a restaurant than Andrew does. <laughs> how did how did that go? Not just quality of food in the the main dining, but also for like breakfast and lunch type issues. Yeah. So I had done a lot of research and I'm so used to Disney World, which is like they made an initiative to put a plant-based item on like every menu. So it's beyond easy to eat at Disney World now, almost everywhere. And the cruise wasn't quite up to that, but they have a a lot of vegetarian options. And the server, our server, I think any server you have will talk to the kitchen and get things sorted out. So I think the quality was pretty good. It wasn't, you know, fine dining, obviously, but it was it was good. And I was, I mean, I'm kind of like, if I can eat it, I'm happy a little (laughs) bit, but it was good. It was really nice. I had 
read some other like vegan blogs about cruising and I, we listened to your episode where you had someone who was um, gluten intolerant and there was a lot of talk about pre-ordering, which I think was my biggest question going on. And just to clarify that for anyone wondering, I kind of thought like, oh, I'd pre-order in the app for breakfast or other food, but you just pre-order with your server. So the first night I talked to him and he said, where do you want to eat? Do you want to eat at Cabana's? Do you want to eat at a restaurant for breakfast? Like it's your choice basically. And we just said like, how about Cabana's? And he, he, he said, I'm working there. So why don't you just do Cabana's in case you have any issues? I'll be there. And so I pre-ordered, you know, a vegan omelet. The way that works is just like in the morning, you find a coordinator and just say, Hey, I pre-ordered and they literally bring it to you. They're like, where are you sitting? And then they bring it to you. It was very easy. Um, but it, it, it felt daunting going in, just not knowing like, what does pre-ordering mean? Like, how do I do it? And so you pre-order with your serving team and then they put it in for, I, we didn't eat breakfast at any of the restaurants, but I believe that you could do that if you wanted to. Well, that's a good logistical thing, honestly, that we didn't even think of to ask, right? I didn't know. I, I, it did not even really occur to me, oh, what does pre-ordering mean? Because it's not something, Brian and I don't have any dietary restrictions. So that's, that's a really helpful tip. Yeah. And that's how it works for Castaway Key as well. You just talk to your server the night before Castaway and they put, he, he was very, uh, he took it upon himself to try to make my experience as easy as possible. He kept saying, don't stress, don't stress. Like, um, and so he would come up with what he thought I would like and then ask me about it or like on other nights that we were dining he would just say like don't worry i have it covered i have it covered and like he would just bring me you know it was fine for me as long as it's something that i can eat i'm happy but it was also good quality they have some curries that aren't on the menu some vegan curries and things like that that i got for a few dinners cuz he was just you know trying to go out of his way to bring me something special that wasn't on the menu or desserts he would say like oh, the chef made this for like anyone who needed it today. And it was like, you know, a special like raspberry cake or something like that. So, and I, they, I think make those would be gluten-free and vegan. So they, they kind of do it for a broader audience than just anyone who's vegan or plant-based. Cool. Andrew, what did you think about the food? Yeah. So we did some park roving before our cruise. We actually <laughs> went, I went to SeaWorld, Orlando, and then we went to Sebastian's at the at the Carib Caribbean Resort. I kind of equate the food aboard to the Sebastian's experience. Like, I think it's like pretty good. Like, you, it's on the same level, I think, as something you could get at at one of those restaurants at Disney World. So, I was pretty happy. The thing coming in, I was doing, I was researching the menus, and I was kind of overwhelmed. And uh, so I kind of leaned on our server, Anthony. <laughs> I was like, hey, what's the best here? And he, he just, uh, you know, by night three, he was like, I got you. Don't worry. You're on vacation. Relax. Just as he did with Hillary. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I thought it was there were a few standouts for me, but um, overall it was consistently solid. Yeah. I mean, the secret is if you're overwhelmed, just order one of everything. That <laughs> 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 can be overwhelming too, Brian. I think Andrew's tip is good in that if you are adventurous and, and open in your eating style, then asking the server to 
to pick for you, or at least for a couple of recommendations and then choosing from those is a really good tip. Yeah. And I'm sort of on the more adventurous side. So, I mean, I like a lot of seafood, um, but I'm not like a steak and potatoes guy. Like I like steak. If it's a good steak, I want the steak, but I think Anthony caught on to me. He was like, he, by the, by, uh, yeah, by night three, he was, he knew I wanted the seafood appetizer, for example, like he knew he already had that ready for me. Yeah. So. He was, he was very observant. Like the first night I was just like, I'd love a salad. Like there wasn't, um, it's interesting. You would think like a salad would be easily vegan, which it should be, but a lot of them have certain things on them. So I kind of said like, if you could just make a really eat simple salad, that'd be amazing. I'd love that as an appetizer. And so he took that onto the next night. And then I I never had to ask for the plant-based butter again. It was just on the table as soon as we got there. And he would bring out some bread has dairy in it or other things. So he would bring out my rolls separately. And um, I would assume, you know, most of the servers are going to be like that. But he was really great for our first time. And yeah, it was the same sort of thing where I'd be like, oh, what? he's like, don't look at the menu. Don't worry about it. And like, you know, he kind of I'm assuming if you're on a longer cruise, it's it gets more amazing by the day because, you know, after night one, he he really had like kind of figured out the type of things that we liked or like, you know, I, I got fresh pepper on my salad the first night and then every night they were like, oh, did you want your pepper on that? Like it was very, <laughs> yeah, just little things, the Disney touch. So it was great. Yeah. So we were impressed. And then like for breakfast, I really liked to pre-order a vegan omelet, which worked well for me with some potatoes. Andrew did um, the cabanas option. And then for lunch, we kind of didn't really eat like specifically a lunch. I don't know if that's normal on the cruise. Yeah, we'd go to Flo's if, for a bite if we, if we wanted something. Yeah, at Flo's for plant-based, they could make um, a plant-based, like they have a lot of the Beyond Meat, so they could make like a plant-based sausage. Um, I know that they could make, I didn't get a plant-based pizza there, but I, I've heard of other people getting them made there. I didn't want us to have to wait too long for anything when we were doing lunch. So the, I feel really bad. The one time I was getting a plant-based sausage, we were almost late to Beauty and the Beast. So I had to, it was taking a long, longer time than I thought. So I had to say, I'm so sorry. Like I, I can't wait anymore <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we would have missed the show because we, then we would have gone on night three and it would have been canceled. So yeah, you out. would have been disappointed. Exactly. But yeah, even at Flows, if you have a specific diet, you just have to ask them and they'll accommodate. Well, of the three rotational restaurants, uh, any one of them stand out for you? So Animators was cool because we got Turtle Talk and I got picked on. Oh, and- yeah. They loved Andrew. <laughs> awesome, Andrew. Because we had a like a, kind of a fully adult. We had, yeah, we had but- a, a fully adult section. So we didn't um, have a lot of kids to, to pick out. So... Yeah. It was but awesome. Then there was another awesome Andrew on the other side of the restaurant and I didn't feel so special. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I loved animators, but I think my favorite food and experience wise is probably Enchanted. Um, I, you know, I love that ahi tuna and avocado uh, tower as well as the pan seared sea bass. Um, so, I, and I, I liked seeing the character. They didn't, we didn't have a lot of character interaction there, but I just like seeing them kind of roam around. Um, but Am- Animators was a close second for me, I think. Yeah, I liked um, Enchanted as well. 
But yeah, I think since animators was our first night and there was a lot of movement, the table snafu, it just wasn't (laughs) for those reasons. It didn't rank as highly for me, but I don't know. Those truffle presets were pretty good, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Score one for truffle presets. Yeah. I think I need just another redo of animators. But I mean, they were all great. And I liked how different they were. Sam, what have we what have we met? We've we've finished off food. We've we've done activities, shows, merchandise, castaway key. Is there anything we haven't covered? If there is, I haven't done it. <laughs> All right. Well, then I think I got to turn you over to be Sam's victims for the rapid fire uh, round. Victims. So, so Sam, take it away. All right. I've got a little uh, rapid fire round here for you guys. We're going to start out with just a couple general Disney favorites, and then I'm going to ask you some favorites about the Disney dream. Okay. So Hillary, who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Ariel. Nice. (laughs) Long time. (laughs) Andrew, who's yours? Oh, I'm just going to, I don't know what I said last time, but I'll (laughs) I'll go goofy because he's as tall as me. (laughs) Maybe. I'm not sure he's as tall as you. It's close. <laughs> I wonder if he gets an extra long bed on the ship. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, what is your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Let's start with Andrew this time. Okay. Can we can we go Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. That- oh. I mean, Disney owns like everything. So I'll, sure. I'll go Empire Strikes Back if I can do that. Nice. Hillary? Oh, man. Um, this, there's just so many. I mean, The Little Mermaid is why I said Ariel. That was my favorite growing up. I'm going to stick to it for now because that's what came to my mind. (laughs) Nice. All right. Now we're going to go over to the dream. What was your favorite adult only area on the dream? We'll start with Hillary. I think ours might be the same, but it was like the satellite deck. Satellite falls. Yeah. Nice. Favorite bar on the ship. Andrew, we'll start with you. Oh, Hmm. I mean, let's see. I think it's got to be Meridian. Yeah, that was cool. I like to be outside, so I'm going to go with Currents. Oh, nice. Favorite onboard activity, Hillary? Uh, 90s trivia. Nice. Oh, wait. Andrew? I don't know if that overrules a spot. I know. I was going to say that, the spot. Is the spawn activity? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, they both are, so I'll give you, okay. you, can, you can pick both of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, I opted for the hot stones on, on my massage, and it was, it was awesome. Mm, good call. All right. Favorite space on the ship, I guess, other than Satellite Falls. Andrew, we'll start with you. Oh, man. I did actually really like the the pub and just the the theming aboard the in the pub. So I guess that's second for me. Um, I did want to spend more time in Skyline. I think that might win me over with all the different scenes, but uh, I'll go pub. Cool. What about you, Hillary? I mean, the adult deck in general, but I'm going to pick the atrium just because that's just like a classic um, area. Yeah, nice. All right. Bucket list cruise. I know I know this is your first cruise with Disney Cruise Line, but if you could go anywhere on Disney Cruise Line, where would it be, Hillary? I guess I'm a little bit of a novice that I don't know all the itineraries, but um I've always wanted to do an Alaska cruise. Do they do Alaska? Yeah, yeah. they do. Okay. It's okay. You can pick something that Disney doesn't even do. Because oh, okay. this is like a, this is a fantasy Dream. one. Yeah. Mediterranean. Nice. All right, Andrew. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Hillary on Alaska. I think that would be really cool. I did see that they do a Hawaii one, I think with a lot of days at sea, right? But yes. that, looked, that looked pretty cool too. Yes. Awesome. And then what's next for you guys? 
uh, Hawaii. Um, well, we're going to Alani for one night. <laughs> yeah, we were only able to get one night through uh, <laughs> TVC, uh, but we we have an Airbnb on Maui, uh, so we'll spend time there and then fly in early uh, and experience the resort. We booked kind of last minute, so there was just a, a one night, and then I'm sure we'll be back to Disney soon because we have an annual pass, so we try to. We're in North Carolina, and it's pretty easy to get down to Orlando, so. I'm sure before we know it. And we have a Disneyland trip in oh, April yep. <laughs> and we have, we booked, we did the onboard credit. So we're probably going to use that for the wish if that's possible. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be booking probably at least, I mean, I know they do three and four nights right now. So I think we'll try to get a four night, maybe for the same time yeah, period. Next year. Yeah. Andrew, as we talked up front, you are at least one half of, or maybe even, I don't know, one well, third the of these days. Yeah. yeah, but you're the founder of it. <laughs> the founder of Theme Park Rovers. So uh, you want to let folks know where they can find you and what kind of content they can find there? Yeah. So yeah, I founded Park Rovers as Theme Park Hopper a few years ago now. Um, so you can find us as Park Rovers on YouTube, where we, we do a lot of room tours, vlogs, live streams and more on there. And on Instagram, we're the Park Rovers and the same for, for Facebook. And uh, those are the, the major platforms where parkrovers.com as well is our, our blog. Yeah. And you guys cover a ton of other theme parks, non-Disney theme parks, uh, like Cedar Point and Six Flags and um, Hershey Park. And what's the one in Virginia? Williamsburg. Yeah. All yeah, that. Bush Gardens. primarily, so it's three of us right now, but we're all on the East Coast. So we tend to cover the East Coast parks, but we, we hope to expand and have more contributors in the future. Nice. Well, I highly encourage folks to head over, check it out, follow the Instagram account. That's a great set of uh, constant theme park photos that, uh, that I love. And I love seeing the other parks outside of Disney. So love having Andrew on and Hillary. It's been great meeting you as well this episode. And so thanks for coming on and sharing your cruise experience with us. Thanks so much. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Well, it was so much fun having Andrew back on the show and great to meet his wife, Hillary. We were so excited to have them back on. If you have not checked out the Park Rovers, please do. They are a great source for theme park news and not just Disney for all the theme parks. They're a big theme park enthusiast. So we love following them on Instagram and Twitter and all the places, watching their videos, catching up with them. So we'll hope to have Andrew back when he sails again and maybe his partner Dustin can come on at some point as well. So great to have them on and, and really appreciate them taking the time. With that, I do have another five-star review to read on the air this week. It comes from Ava Kate, who writes, great podcast. I love every episode from the DCL duo. I look forward to listening to them on my drives. I love to learn new things about Disney Cruise Line as well as other cruise lines. You guys do a great job. I love sailing on Disney cruises and listening to this podcast is very helpful. Thank you for all that you do. Well, thank you, Avocate, for leaving that review and taking the time to, to do that. To everyone out there, we hope you'll head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us one of those five-star reviews. So head over there, do that, and you can hear it on the air each week. With that, I do just want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. As I said, please also head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us those five-star reviews. We love connecting with our listeners through those reviews. So head over there, leave us a review, and we'll read it on the air. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com. 
gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at DCL Duo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like even more content from us, you can over to DCLDuo.com where we warehouse all of our podcast episodes, vlog episodes, and a blog that we have started to write. So if you'd like to connect with us on YouTube, you can over to YouTube.com slash DCLDuo to join our YouTube channel. If you'd like to help support the show, you can browse to Patreon.com slash DCLDuo to choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping us to defray the cost of this show each and every month. You can also always browse to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line. The Disney the DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous adventure with the DCL duo. Good night.